welcome back to another podcast on DeVito Podcast. So, factory reset. This is something that you know I've had on my shoulders for the longest time. Um, something that a lot of people usually, you know, they never really take into account in their lives. Um, especially now that I'm in my mid twenties, I'm 25 years old. Uh, I know a lot of people who have recently graduated from college. I know a lot of people who have recently settled down, starting families, settling down and purchasing houses, or settling down into a whole new state. And you know, it's not mind-boggling. It's um, it's actually inspirational to me because that's how life should be. You know, we leave the nest at a certain age. A lot of people go back to their hometown, which is fine. A lot of people say, hey, I want to fly a different area. They leave and go out of state, some out of the country. And then a lot of people just go back to their quiet lives. You know, um, a very good friend of mine just got married. I think she's 22 years old. And I am just, it doesn't sound like it, but I'm pretty ecstatic. Um, she started the next step in her life. And I know that this guy is going to be treating her very well, which is all I care for. And, you know, as a friend, you want to be happy for any which person that you're friends with and what actions or what decisions they partake in. Whether it's to get married at 22 or to get married at 25 or 30, it doesn't matter. Because in the end, we make the most out of our decisions. But those decisions we make oftentimes, you know, not saying in this case, but hypothetically, could lead to certain consequences. It could lead to a harder road, an unpaved road. Not every road is, you know, finished and tarred and, you know, smooth. A lot of times we have to build our own road or go off the trail, as they call it. Um, and... A lot of times when we do that, we often find ourselves, I wouldn't say lost, but you know, questioning where we stand or questioning what direction we walk in. And it's a little bit troubling given that myself, I've been in that situation and I'm still extremely young. I consider myself extremely young. I'm only 25. And in the last month or so, I came to a realization and this isn't just an optimistic mood, you know, or some, you know, out of the blue, you know, sporadic decision. But it occurred to me that I needed a factory reset. <clears throat> and most people right off the bat would go on Google and they would say, how do I give myself a factory reset? I would say personally, the best thing you could do for a factory reset is limit how much you go on your phone in such an extreme manner. Now, of course, a lot of people need their phone for you know their alarm clock, reminders or whatnot. I'm talking more specifically. Remove the social medias from your phone, the Twitter, the Snapchat, the Instagram, Facebook, even LinkedIn. Remove it for just one week. And all of your, whether you're, you have anxiety, whether you have, you know, problematic, you know, uh, a mood, 
towards having to check it every single hour or sometimes every 20 to 30 minutes, it becomes muscle memory at some point in time. And I remember that when I had Instagram since, I think since ninth grade in high school. So I've had it for a while. And it got to a point where uh, I would literally pick up my phone and I would just open Instagram every morning when I woke up just to look at it. Didn't even think about it. It was ingrained like in my brain. And it got to a point where I got so fed up with myself because I realized, you know, likes are not cash. Views are not cash. And I realized a lot of people simply do not care. And I thought to myself, I need a factor reset. And I didn't Google what a factor reset was because, you know, if you're getting one direct answer, one direct answer isn't going to work for, you know, different types of people. What works for different types of people is how they feel like what best resets them. And it sounds confusing, but that's something we all have to find in our own path. Um, But personally for myself, uh, best thing I did was I took off social media and I didn't do it for uh, a week. I went off for about three to four months. I think I went off right after my birthday sometime in February and I said I'm going dark and this was over a year ago so I messaged I'm going dark and a lot of people were like whoa like what's happening Joe people thought I was depressed people thought I was like you know just really sad mood you know but I was actually doing perfectly fine I just needed to distance myself from all the noise and What I find, you know, most surprising is that I went off and within two to three days, not saying I had any anxiety, but, you know, all my thoughts about like, oh, having to go on social media, checking Instagram, it totally vanished. And then you realize that social media is like an intangible drug that's constantly getting you addicted to look for that next high or that next piece of social validation. When someone likes your comment on Instagram, they like your video or your post, you get a high from it whether you like it or not, whether you even notice it or not. Your brain gets a little dopamine rush because you've been noticed by somebody. <clears throat> if they direct message you, you feel special. But in reality, you know, they're just noticing what you posted, so there's nothing really to it, you know, it's just a post. So I took social media off my phone phone for about three months. And that was probably one of the best decisions for me because during that time, I went completely dark. Actually, I went dark for about five months from our February to July because come July, this was my little phase two of, you know, factory reset. And that was going hunting. <clears throat> started hunting during COVID. Um, I really took a liking to it. You know, I learned how to respect the environment and whatnot and learned just how to hunt in general. Um, I still consider myself a novice because, you know, I'm not like an ultimate tracker, but I know enough to uh, actually produce, which is fine by me. So <clears throat> I went dark on social media for about five months. And a lot of people wondering, like, where did Joe go? 
in reality, I was actually doing completely fine and my brain was actually just, you know, going back to baseline. My brain was thinking like, wow, this is actually amazing. The fact that we don't have to think about anything like social media, you don't have to succumb to the temptations of, you know, what the algorithm pushes in your face and this and that, like your brain cannot catch a break when you're on social media. And it's honestly not healthy because this content pulls your brain in multiple directions. It's not healthy at all. So five months later, come around beginning of July, I go on this wild pig hunt and it was absolutely amazing. And it was probably the hardest hunt I've ever went on. The heat index was almost maxed out. It was like 8 out of 10. Um, it was extremely hot out, but, you know, having the opportunity to go hunting for wild Russian boar was amazing. And in the end, we produced uh, two pigs, um, you know, 300 pound plus pig <clears throat> and a smaller what we call a meat pig, which is less than 150 pounds, according to wild pig hunters. And in my mind, that was one of like the biggest factor resets because I've never gone for a wild game that big, and to me, it was absolutely just mind-boggling. It was a whole new high for me. But here's where it all changed. Around middle of the day, we shot our second pig, and this pig was actually in a ravine about 20 yards deep. It was in a ravine, like a canyon. Trying to get a pig out of a ravine that's, you know, three to 400 pounds in weight it's about 400 is extremely difficult so it's basically impossible you can't climb up you know a 70 degree cliff and put a pig on your back that's 400 pounds like you need to pull it out with you know a cart or something like that and at that moment you know my mind was like you know reset which was great no social media no nothing i was just focused on you know man and beast and I looked at this animal and I thought to myself, I'm like, wow, we, we really just go out here and shoot animals. And the reason we do it is for conservation purposes. And a lot of people disagree with what I do, which is fine. That's their opinion. What I do is for the purpose of eating meat, understanding where that meat came from and why it's just so healthy to consume, as opposed to purchasing meat products from the grocery store which is full of antibiotics and growth hormones and corn fed it's it's not good so <clears throat> i'm down there in the ravine and uh, basically our guide like my buddy's uncle you know who gave us access on his ranch he goes hey like our rope it doesn't reach down that far enough you have to pull it you know to like a certain part of the ravine so long story short i climbed down the ravine and this pig is about 400 pounds and luckily it's on sand so i thought and i start pulling and you know it's a little slippery around the hooves there's really like no grip and i'm on sand and i was able to pull it about 10 15 yards and i swear to you that was the hardest probably pull sesh I've ever done in my whole life I was completely like almost completely exhausted after that and you ever try pulling 400 pounds in the sand 
you know, backwards. It's backbreaking. Your hamstrings are burning. Everything burns. You can't catch a break. You can't breathe. It's about 90 degrees outside. And the only saving grace was that, you know, our, you know, personal guide came down and my buddy's uncle, he, we, we all helped basically attach it to the rope and pull it back up. And by the time we climbed up the ravine, which was about 70 degrees in incline, keep in mind a right triangle is 90 degrees, just straight up. <clears throat> I got up and I almost actually passed out. I almost blacked out from heat exhaustion. And I never knew that I could actually, you know, train my mind to that extent of surpassing its limits. And basically, I realized that, you know, going back to social media, when you detox from social media, what happens is your brain obviously resets, your, you, you get a little factor reset, but you also get like a new realization of like what's around you in the world and like what you're capable of because when you're on social media unfortunately you're comparing yourself with those around you and it's almost like a, a pissing contest you know it's like oh i posted a picture at the beach well i posted a picture in the mountains it's like oh i posted a picture in hawaii it never stops and it's never good enough and i don't like to compare myself with others because i don't care simply i do not care what's more important is sharing a post that has a story that revolves around it that people can look at and go like, I can't imagine what the story is behind that. And I honestly will make a podcast about this pig hunt story on a separate podcast. But um, this, this pig hunt really helped me reset my whole mind in terms of, you know, what I was capable of and not having to actually compare myself to like, you know, social media and like, oh, I have a limit. I can't pull this pig more than five yards. I literally like reset my mind to do anything possible, any which way to get it done. So fast forward, that's that was my phase two of my factory reset. And phase three is basically... I hate to say it, but it's it's cutting off a lot of people from your life. And I don't want to say I have trouble talking about this. And I'm not sad to talk about this. It's it's just a it's a fact. It's a realization that when you graduate college, you are going to be cutting out a lot of people from your life. Whether intentionally or unintentionally, what happens is Everyone in college is, the way I like to think about it, like a bunch of uh, you know birds in a nest. Well, we all grow our wings and our feathers, and we sprout and f we fly away. You know, we don't we don't usually come back. We all go wherever we need to go, because life just calls us wherever which way. And that's like where I mentioned before: people go back to their hometown, they go out of state, out of country. And the biggest factor reset is coming to understand and actually accept 110% accept the fact that the friends you go to college with that you think are your friends uh, I'm not saying they're not your friends but when you graduate um, a lot of people will not keep in contact with you because once they're out of that surrounding environment of college campus uh, you realize that a lot of people just simply do not care. 
So when you, this is my phase three of the uh, factor reset. First one was getting rid of social media. Second one for me was going hunting and being outdoors and understanding there's just a whole entire world out there aside from being indoors on a phone. The third one is plain and simple, cutting people out of your life. And it's actually healthy because you have to respect your own personal circle. You have to know that when people sit at your table, that they basically respect you and that you respect them and you have similar goals or whatnot. You don't have to obviously work in the same industries or have the same interests, but you'll have one similar goal and that's just to be successful. But you can't have people at your table with negative or pessimistic mentalities because that's just going to give you anxiety. It's going to give you just, you know, such a negative mood and it's not healthy. And that is definitely far from a factor reset of your mind. Your mind needs to be, you know, not a blank slate, but a clean slate of openness. And, you know, I don't want to try to sound like I'm being philosophical, but one of the best things, and if I were to give you like a number perspective, um, and numbers don't really mean too much to me unless it's stock, you know, market related. Uh, prior to COVID, I think I was following like maybe eight, 900 people on Instagram. Now it's less than 200. And it's just because, you know, I, I actually did a, an experiment. I think I replied to like every single person's story that I was following on. Like, you know, you get to reply on their story, like, you know, a reaction as they call it. And I would say about 90% plus just either did not read it or they just did not reply. Or they, they saw it, didn't reply. And I realized like, okay, like they clearly don't care, you know, and it's like, okay, you try to make a little bit more effort to make conversation. They don't really want to make conversation. They just want to be like the follower of the follower. You know, you're both mutual, but you don't really talk, but you see each other's posts. You like it when you like it. Nothing more, nothing less. And I'd rather just not be associated with people like that. So I cut out a bunch of people. And there's a lot of other reasons why I cut out a lot of other people simply because they went against my morals and values. And, you know, when you get to a certain point of, you know, whether you're just being lied to, um, whether you're just being misled or you're just being surrounded by bad friends in general, obviously I don't say names because it's not worth it. And, um, it's just, you know, it runs its course. It's just like I don't hold any hard feelings for anyone that I've cut off. Uh, it's simply just that it's just what happens. You graduate from college and you go on with your life and you just either disassociate yourself with people. And you realize that a lot of people just don't really want to put the effort to talk to you. Whether it was that one guy friend or that girl, you know, friend of yours who was like really considerate, called you their best friend, and then you graduate and they don't talk to you ever again. And then realize like I'm not the biggest person to initiate and make conversation. I really have to go out of my way and I don't really like texting people back. So I realized like I really have to initiate in order to keep, you know, these relationships alive. Um but when I when I took off a nice healthy chunk from, you know, my social media people who I was associated with or connected with, whatever you want to call it, I realized that you know my mind felt a lot more like clear. There's just too many people, you know. And I'm not saying that I 
diminish that number by over, I don't know, six, seven hundred, just because, you know, there were people who I just did not agree with, get along with, people who I didn't really know too well. And I just said, well, <clears throat> I would maybe try to make a conversation. They'd be a little standoffish. Boom. I'm just going to not associate with you because you clearly don't want to put in the effort. You're not interested. It's fine. And, you know, diminishing all these people from my life, it gave me such a clean slate of mind. And it's not even like philosophical at this point. It's just factory reset. And a lot of people will never understand that because they look at the number perspective and they think to them to they think to themselves, you know, I have X amount of followers or I'm following this many people, blah, 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 blah. And you realize the only reason why those numbers are visible is because you're being socially validated and judged, you know, by the majority. And it's it's not healthy. You know, if I'm following a hundred people but I have a million followers, you know, I'm considered like a celebrity. But at one point in time, you know, I had like five or six thousand followers, which is whatever. And I think I was following almost a thousand people. So people would even look at that number and go, That's not really anything special, which I mean, who are you to judge and what type of ratio, you know, would give you even that sense of, you know, judgment attitude. So being that, you know, that amount of people were cut out of my life, either intentionally, non-intentionally, whatever, it's honestly giving me like such a clear state of mind. But one of the hardest things is like when I hopped back onto social media, I realized I, you know, one of the things that I almost forgot how to do was be, you know, photogenic. I believe that's how you call it, um, you know with that you know, just I used to take such you know good photos photography wise and then all of a sudden you work for like well over a year and you focus and focus and you grind and you grow as a person your mind becomes just such a stronghold of knowledge and you know you develop new skills and habits and whatnot and a new mentality or personality you build on your personality of course I almost forgot how to be like a photographer, you know, like it's such a rusty skill. And I almost forgot how to take photos because, you know, when you don't associate yourself with many people, you're not willing to take photos for the most part by yourself because it feels awkward. When you have like a friend group, you know, supporting you like, oh, let's take photos. That's cool. Like you're, you're more willing to look at your photos of yourself and go, oh, I think that's really cool. And your friends go, I like that. You should post it, this and that. And in reality, I feel like they're feeding like, you know, that fluff to you. And it's not healthy because, you know, in terms of having a factor reset, reset mind, you know, you're letting other opinions speak in your ear. And now you're going back to square one, <clears throat> which is succumbing to that temptations of, oh, I think you should do this or do that. And then I realized that, you know, after I really closed up my circle made it extremely tight like not many people sit at my table currently but once i did that i realized most of the people i hang around with don't post on social media so now i'm part of like this little community of like factory reset minds where everyone's just grinding in silence you know everyone's just investing like a maniac everyone doesn't really post no one knows if you're active or not until they let you know that they're active and I'm almost certain that most of the people that I keep at my table now, you know, my I call them knights at the round table. Um, most of these people at my table have gone through some form of factory reset, you know, whether it's a nice old cold shower and got that natural high for the rest of the day. 
or they did a little factory reset by journaling and that's allowed them to express their thoughts and to reset their mind in such a caliber where you know they shoot straight and before they might have been a little wobbly so all these things considered you know like bringing it back to the main point of a factory reset is that if you're not doing something that is allowing your mind to wipe off that dust from the slate and to essentially just become <coughs> oh excuse me you know i was really in the mode there and then that sneeze came out of nowhere but for the most part factor reset should be something that if you imagine it you know in a little like image it in your head there is a slate in your mind and there's dust on it and you have to take like a nice microfiber rag and you have to wipe it off that's the best way i can really put it and that's your clean slate now when you go on social media and you you know just succumb to the temptations of society you eat unhealthy food you don't go outside you stay in your room all day that slate that flat slate starting to get chipped unpolished has um you know fingerprints on it dust and dirt and whatever whatever else is on it only when you get rid of those temptations and you have to stay consistent being that when you clean off that slate you have to remember to wipe it down you know almost every single day to stay consistent because once it builds up you just stop to care for it and dust builds up and you forget about it and you forget about who you are Everyone should be an individual. Everyone should be, you know, their own self and not follow other people. Unfortunately, you know, human psychology states that we like to imitate other people we look up to or we find inspirational, which I don't blame. It's just basic human psychology. And of course, it goes a lot deeper into that. Um, but in terms of that, that is the best advice I can give for factory reset when it comes to myself personally um it's currently may 2nd 2023 um and i'd like to say that i'm due for another factory reset um sometimes i hop us hop off social media i'm very like touch and go i'll delete it usually look at it once a day delete it again i can't look at it it's just bad muscle memory to pick it up each and every time um, and I'm also due for a hunt, which still trying to figure out the logistics for that, but, um, it's going to be very enjoyable because it's going to give my mind a chance to really just relax and divulge into just the environment and the surrounding area. And just when you're out there, you forget about everything else. You know, this, the likes on social media, the text message you got, you know, the work phone call you got, nothing matters out there when you're hunting. It's a great way to just honestly de-stress and to clean that slate of your mind and to go through that factory reset. And the third one, of course, keep that round table of nights very, very, very tight. I would say a max of six people at your table should have the respect of staying at your table. And these are people who have to have gone through thick and thin with you, not just anyone who's nice to you. And those people will push you to go through a factory reset, you know, once in a while. 
because they know that they have to go through a factory reset. It's almost like a touch and go, but you know, accountability thing. So other than that, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Uh, I hope you took some form of value from it because every day, you know, is another day to learn and to just educate one another and to just be more open to new experiences and whatnot. And other than that, I will talk to you guys next time. As always, take care.